Information shared on the following program is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute legal, tax, investment, or other advice, nor is it intended to recommend any particular investments, products, or financial instruments. Always seek advice from your financial advisor, attorney, or accountant with regard to investment, legal, or tax questions. Think your questions of the financial world are stupid? Well, think again. Welcome to the only show in the country dedicated to helping savers worry less about money, the Worry-Free Retirement, with your host, nationally recognized retirement specialist and four-time author, Tony Walker. Ever felt stupid for asking a question? Well, assuming the answer is no, then apparently you've never asked questions of the financial world regarding your money and your retirement. Yet, in the real world of planning for retirement and the many questions I receive from savers anxious about their money and the fear of possibly one day running out, the last 38 years in this business has taught me that while savers have tons of questions about their money, many are afraid to ask those questions for fear that the questions they ask will appear to the financial world as stupid. The result? Out of fear of asking stupid questions, savers instead keep their questions to themselves and usually blindly follow the lead of a financial world that may or may not have their best interest at heart. Which is why today we are going to dedicate the next two shows answering the most common questions we receive from savers, questions that are not stupid at all, but ones that should be asked. And it's called, There Are No Stupid Questions. Well, welcome, folks, to the Worry-Free Retirement, and with, uh, with us in the studio today on this, uh, let's see, May 17th, two of my fellow highly trained fiduciaries. To my right here in the Worry-Free uh, Studios is my favorite son-in-law, Mr. Trey Jurgens. Good morning, Trey. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. And next, over in the Worry-Free Retirement bullpen, former high school standout catcher from Dunbar High School in Lexington, now turned financial advisor, my favorite nephew, Mr. Wes Walker. Good, good morning. morning. Good morning, Tony. I think standout might be a little generous, but good morning. <laughs> well, that's what your dad keeps saying. Yeah. You were a standout. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> He's very proud of you. Okay, gentlemen, <laughs> this show topic, all right, there are no stupid questions. This show topic regarding the plight of a wide range of savers out there actually came to me by way of America's favorite financial sidekick, Mr. Aaron Orander, who over the weekend, I don't know what Aaron usually watches cartoons on Saturday morning, but apparently he was Googling around the internet and he stumbled across an article, really interesting article, by Hall of Fame receiver about his plight. Is it Terrell or Terrell? He likes to hear Terrell. Terrell Owens. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, and I don't know that much about football. I watch a little bit of NFL. I used to watch it back in the day, back in the Roman Gabriel days. That was a while back, Trey. <laughs> but Trey, you're an old football star at Fort Thomas Highland. Set the stage very briefly. Who was Terrell or Terrell? Terrell, Terrell whatever. Terrell Owens. Yeah, so Terrell Owens played one year for my beloved Bengals, but uh, played for six teams, uh, six Pro Bowls, 153 receiving touchdowns, almost 16,000 receiving yards over a thousand receptions in 15 seasons. So he's a stud, Hall of Famer. Uh, unfortunately, what he found out in making millions and millions over his career. And we're talking millions. Millions. Right? Yeah. Is that without asking the right questions and allowing some unscrupulous advisors to handle his, his funds, he's now 
trying to make a comeback playing for some less than desirable leagues. So in other words, he ran through his money, or somebody did. Somebody did. And he is, how old is he now? He is 48. So 48, so Wes, why is he playing? What is it, the USFL, what's he doing now? I I don't know where he's at now. I think I saw him on Dancing with the Stars a little while back. (laughs) That's when you know any celebrities getting into some money troubles. If you see them on that show, that typically means they gotta raise some cash real quick. (laughs) But yeah, I'm not sure exactly what he's up to now, but I can definitely understand the plight of running out of money. And I think what we want to get to is we're not trying to make fun of Mr. Owens at all. What we're seeing here is some real wisdom that he shared with the, um, I guess, the audience of this article. I thought it was some awesome wisdom about just what to do when you're meeting with financial advisors and knowing what questions to ask. So that's why I thought, you know, uh, Trey, as a fiduciary, you've been with me now a little over five years. Yep. You're meeting with more and more people. Wes, you've been with me how long? Three years. Three almost. years, and you're starting to see more and more people. Incidentally, Trey is the full-time fiduciary in the Louisville office. Wes is the full-time fiduciary in the Lexton office, but also get, comes to Louisville and sometimes Bowling Green. And then we have one more salaried fiduciary. That would be Heather Hughes, who is located full-time in our Bowling Green offices. So. I'm actually, I'm going to, we've got so many questions and that, on the radio show. By the way, if you want to watch the TV, TV show, folks, uh, that's on later. And that's going to be a little more scripted. But this is going to be just kind of some back and forth. Had the question again yesterday, Trey, one of my favorite questions I used to get all the time. And years ago, it made me nervous. A uh, gentleman said he was thinking about going on and working with us after two or three meetings. He said, all right, I got a question. He leaned back in his chair. What happens to my money when something happens to you? How many times have you heard that, Trey? When I started in workshops were more of a, typical practice. That's every workshop seemed to be somebody in the back. Well, Tony, that all sounds good, but what happens if something happens to you? And quite frankly, you know, five, 10 years ago, that was a little problematic. But now having you, Trey, you, Wes, and Heather, uh, it's like I told this gentleman, I said, we have really got that covered. Because first of all, we use a process at Tony Walker Financial. We're not just annuity peddlers or we're not really money managers. We have a process for managing retirement planning. And that process doesn't stop just when I croak. So the process is continually handled and monitored by our fiduciaries if something happens to Tony. And more importantly, we have a very highly trained staff of service experts that will also assist them in monitoring what we've put in place. So I think, I don't know, to me, the confidence I have in knowing that if something happens to me or when it happens to me, that you all are in place, that the client is not scurrying around trying to figure out what to do next. I mean, that probably if I were a saver, I'm just thinking out loud here and I'm getting ready to roll over my 401k and don't know who to turn to, that would be an issue is what's going to happen if the person I trust now dies or retires. Yeah. One of the articles that I found um, in dealing kind of what uh, Terrell Owens was talking about is you have to have trust in this professional. There's three industries that this knowledge gap is so wide. It's the medical field. I like that term, the knowledge gap. You were talking about, you used to work kind of in the medical field of marketing well, yeah. yeah, where did that, you saw an article on that, it's pretty interesting. So there was an article, it's called the Consumer Knowledge Gap. It's, uh-huh. So as a consumer, unfortunately in the medical field, if you're a patient, you're a consumer, you have to trust that that doctor has the right answers. You probably aren't gonna be able to do your research. If you Google, you probably find stuff that you don't wanna find anyway. Same thing in the financial field. And there's one other, automotive Automotive, yeah, Wes has a, a good <laughs> oh, yeah. story about this. Yeah. But in this, Mr. Owens had to find someone in the financial world to trust with his money. Unfortunately, he didn't find somebody that he could trust and here he is looking for other ways to make money now. But with this opportunity, you have to find that person that you can put your trust and your money in. And 
I think it's not a stupid question at all to find out what happens if something happens to your advisor after they're gone. And, and back to this knowledge gap, I think the reason I like that terminology is there's this knowledge gap. If you think about it, even in my case, I've been in 38 years, I've taken all these tests, you all are starting to get into that. Um, the medical field, I mean, I, I play golf with a buddy. He's a very bright guy, pulmonologist, been around 45 years. Even if he tried to explain to me what he does for a living, the gap is so wide. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a good point. You've got the automotive industry, the medical industry, the financial industry, all three of those industries, every consumer has to deal with, but there's this huge gap. And then, uh, Wes, to our point there in the automotive industry, you kind of had this gap and you had to make some choices. And it sounds like yeah. that all came down to trust. Well, I think with all three of these industries, what's also interesting is the people who are giving you advice are often shooting down the advice of someone else that you've talked to. <laughs> That's very In the financial point. world, you might meet with an advisor. They give you some recommendations on some products. You might take it to someone else for a second opinion, and it's something totally different that they're prescribing. Automotive, medical, the same way. So, yeah, recently just had to get some, some car stuff figured out, took it to the dealer. And I just agreed to pay whatever they said to pay because, I mean, I couldn't tell you what's wrong it with it. It was all that computer stuff. Yeah. Right? I mean, resetting I mean, computer chips it, and whatever. Exactly. They could have just been adjusting the seat height, and I would have had no <laughs> idea that they were actually fixing it. So That's really interesting. So I think what I want to do, uh, we're, we'll kick off this one question because um, I, this is something we've worked so hard on at Tony Walker Financial. And I know we're not going to go into a lot of detail, Trey, about when we get into what we call the onboarding process and what you see. But the first question we have, and we get this all the time, so like the gentleman yesterday, he has a 401k, he's getting ready to roll it over, he likes what he sees, he's seen the game plan. The first question is, okay, what happens next? What can I expect? So if you would, Trey, explain a little bit about the onboarding process and what we at Tony Walker Financial do to take care of all of the details for that person that wants to roll over their 401k to us. Yeah, the good news is we do everything. They really don't have to do much, but in that process, like you mentioned, a 401k, typical rollover. So a rollover is when you move your 401k funds into an IRA. It's not a taxable event, which is another question we get quite often, but what we'll do is we'll establish that IRA that the rollover will be going to. We'll call that custodian, say your 401k is with one of the big boys, we call them with the new client of Tony Walker Financial on the line, explain that we're looking to do a direct rollover into an existing IRA. That's what we do. Um, the process may take seven to 10 days to get a paper check made out to the new custodian. Now stop right there. That makes people nervous. They're like, wait a minute, they're going to send me a check? Explain right. why those custodians pretty much are going to send you a check. Why right. is that? So they'll send you a check. Typically, um, they're going to send it directly to the uh, the home address on file. They get this paper That's check. for security reasons. For security right? reasons, this paper check made out to Charles Schwab, <laughs> in our case, uh, their life savings made out to some other a guy on a paper check. But they bring that to us. That allows us to then add the funds into that account. There may be some other. We forward it to Schwab. We don't actually hold the money. We Not at all. Yeah. yeah. So it's made out to the custodian. We forward it along to Charles Schwab. Those funds go in, um, cleared to be invested in about five days. So this timeline may take a couple weeks, but there's a lot of touch points where we're making phone calls. Mr. Smith, your money's now arrived at Charles Schwab. There may be a, a few more days before it's invested. Uh, if you need distributions from Charles Schwab, there may be another couple days. But during that timeline, we're going to make sure they know where their money is at all times. And so let's go to the next question. And uh, again, I'm going to stay with Trey just for a second. I'm going to get to West on the investment side. But that next question, you barely touched on it, but let's do a little deeper dive on that. Okay, Trey or Tony or Wes or Heather, 
when I roll this over, first of all, is there a cost to do so? And secondly, will there be any taxes owed when I roll over the 401k? Right. In the instance of a direct rollover, it, the check is made out to the custodian. So it's not coming to Joe Lunchbox. It's going right to Charles Schwab. We'll keep the new IRA. The new we IRA. Set so that's called a direct rollover. We avoid any taxes. There may be a, a small cost for the 401k custodian to cut that check, 25 bucks or so. But that may be the only cost associated to get that money moved to the IRA. Of course, if we lay out a game plan that there may be some annuities involved and obviously our Charles Schwab management fee, those are the costs, but there is no taxable event at that rollover. And there's no really, you, in most cases, we have no upfront cost. Now, our quarterly fee, we have to start charging that. But upfront, I think a lot of people are surprised. They're like, wait a minute, you did all this work. All the money, whatever it is at the close of the business day that's sent to Charles Schwab, it's all still there. And of course, now we get to the point, I'm going to go over to Wes. So let's say now that Charles Schwab check hits, let's say in the game plan, Wes, we've set up a or split IRA and maybe a, let's say it was a $300,000 401k. We put a hundred thousand with Schwab, 200,000 is going to various annuities, depending on their needs. What happens to that $100,000 Charles Schwab IRA? What do we do to make sure we place it to where they think they want to invest that portion of the money? And basically, who is Charles Schwab? Sure. So before the money's even hit, we need to determine what their risk tolerance is. So how much are they willing to risk? How much reward do they want to get in the end term? But basically, that's going to determine their allocation. So how much stocks, how much bonds, how much short-term instruments, how much long-term instruments. A lot of different thoughts and planning go into that the investment of that money. So 200,000 in this case has gone to annuities. I think is what we said, 100,000 left over in Schwab to invest. That money is then, once we've determined the risk tolerance, made sure that's what they wanna do, see if they have any systematic withdrawals coming out. We'll get that money invested into the portfolio and we'll kind of continue to monitor from there. But yeah, as far as who Charles Schwab is, it's uh, one of the largest custodians. They just hold the money. Um, they're a place that independent advisors can invest money and make decisions on. So I think what I, and people say, well, why do you use Charles Schwab? Well, they are the largest provider of custodial services for independent advisors. So we have to make that connection there. We, yeah, we're using Schwab. We work with Schwab, but we don't work for Schwab. Mm -hmm. um, I had, uh, well, I had almost 20 appointments yesterday in the Louisville office, but we had two different instances where people came in and again, a, and a broker can work for a large firm. There's nothing wrong with that, but you could tell the, both these people felt like with the market crashing as we record this show at May 17th, 2022, even we're perplexed on this bond values have gone down with the stock market. One of the first time I've seen both go down at the same time. But they're saying, why won't these brokers, a lot of them aren't returning calls. Uh, they're not even reacting to anything. They, if they do call, they don't want to make any changes. And I said, well, I can't speak for those folks, but you got to remember they are employed by XYZ, whoever they're working for, they're not necessarily employed by you. So I like to explain, we are employed by you, Mr. Jones. We're fiduciaries. We're using Charles Schwab as our custodian, but we don't work for Schwab. We have agreements with them, but that's kind of the beauty of it. Schwab doesn't call us up and say, okay, Tony, you need to sell more of XYZ mutual fund or no, they're just providing the services and the platform. So we really like working with Schwab. So maybe that's you right now. You might be sitting there saying, Tony, yeah, I got this 401k that's a over to previous employer. Uh, I'm thinking about retiring. I've hit this magical age of 59 and a half and just learned I can roll it over to somebody like you and would like to learn more about our services and of course our split IRA concept. Why don't you do this right now? Why don't you go to Tony Walker Financial 
tonywalkerfinancial.com. That's tonywalkerfinancial.com. You're going to click on that. Let's get started. And we've started a brand new service that's really working out well. It's called the 10-Minute Free Fiduciary Phone Call, where you can give us a call or go online and basically myself or Trey or Wes or Heather can just find out a little bit more about your situation. And then if it warrants, we will be happy to meet with you in person. That's right. Locally in person with a retirement specialist that's going to make the decisions for your retirement at either our Louisville, Lexington, or Bowling Green, Kentucky offices. Now, if you don't have the internet handy or that's not your thing, you can give us a call right now at 877-499-9255. That's 877-499-WALK. Well, we're going to take a quick break, get organized here with some more questions. We've got a laundry list, don't we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so when you come back, remember the theme of our show, folks, there are no stupid questions, and we at Tony Walker Financial are here to answer your questions. And we'll be right back. You are listening to the Worry Free Retirement. So you've worked 30 or 40 years slaving away at work so you can save away money into your 401k, and now you arrive at the biggest financial decision you're ever gonna make, where to invest your 401k plan. Think about it. For all these years, you've had a steady paycheck compliments from your employer for all of your hard work that you dedicated to them. But now, all of a sudden, you've got to figure out how to replace that paycheck with the money you've been saving. No wonder you're worried about what to do and who to trust with that money. Which is why we at Tony Walker Financial are providing a brand new free service called the 10-minute fiduciary phone call. And here's how simple it is to learn more about our services and our 401k rollover process. First, just log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Once there, click on the Let's Get Started button. You'll be taken to a page. Confidentially, you can fill out your information on the screen and then click below the best way for us to speak together. It could either be myself or one of our other trained fiduciaries. It's that easy. So what are you waiting for? Before you make a rash decision and blindly turn your money over to a complete stranger to invest, consider a name and a firm you can trust, Tony Walker Financial. I'll look forward to speaking with you soon. Welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement. I am Tony Walker, owner of Tony Walker Financial, but I'm pleased to have in the studios Today, fellow fiduciaries, Wes Walker, my favorite nephew, and as well, my favorite son-in-law, Mr. Trey Jurgen. So we kind of ended the last segment talking a little bit about the investment portion with Charles Schwab of our split IRA concept. So, and I also touched on this, Wes, I know you're more in the investment arena for our company, that in my 38 years, it's really a dilemma. I've never seen bonds and stocks both go down this drastically at the same time. You want to speak to that a little bit and your thoughts on why that is happening? You're right. It's the worst year for bonds in almost 40 years. Uh, and stocks, we, as we know, can go up and down in all kinds of different directions. But bonds are typically that safe place that you can put some money, know that you're not going to have huge losses. But the U.S. aggregate bond index is down about 10% year to date, which is unheard of. Yeah. What is going on is the Fed is raising interest rates. As the Fed raises interest rates, bonds that used to be of high value are no longer worth as much. Say that bond was paying 5%. If the Fed raises interest rates, well, now that 5% bond is being replaced by a 6% bond. The 5% bond is no longer worth as much. So we've got bond values going down, and then stock values also are affected by rising interest rates because the businesses can't borrow money as effectively. 
That's a good explanation. So um, what are the options then? Because we have some people, we've, our long-term bonds, we've moved a lot of those into cash positions, but what are the options with bonds that there are on the face value? They've gone down now as a result of interest rates, but talk to a little bit about maturity dates mm -hmm. and how those values eventually will come back. Let's say you got a bunch of T-bonds that have gone down, but if you hold on to them, what happens to those bonds over the period of time? Another thing to consider is that the yield on your bonds you hold now will go up. So if you have a bond index or something like that, you'll get a higher yield even though the price has gone down. But another thing to mention is to always monitor the duration of your bonds. If you're holding longer term bonds and interest rates go up, those bonds are going to be more effective or more affected than shorter term bonds. Negatively. Affected. Exactly. Yeah. So the longer the duration of the bond, the more it will be exposed to interest rate risk if interest rates rise. So as kind of a takeaway, if you're managing your own portfolios or talking with advisors, one thing to ask about is what is the duration of your bonds? How long am I going to be stuck in this thing for before I can get my money back out? So if it's a 10-year duration and the interest rates continue to go up, on paper that bond value is going to go down. But what happens if the person says, well, I'll just hang in there and take whatever yield and wait for the 10 years to end and mature? What will the value of that bond be in 10 years? You'll get the full face value back. So let's just say we're an individual bond. You put $1,000 into it. 10 years goes by and interest rates have increased three times. I mean, really just gotten hammered. During the course of that 10 years, you would have watched the face value of that bond go down. But once you reach maturity, you'll get the full $1,000 right back. The problem is you had to wait 10 years in between that time. So always monitor the duration of those bonds in these rising interest rate environments. That's a really good explanation. I guess uh, one thing I've learned over 38 years, and a guy by the name of Bob Castellone taught me this, but everything has a cost. And once you understand cost of money, um, whether it's inflation affecting the dollar in your pocket, whether it's surrender charges on annuities, whether it's bond maturity rates, whether it's stock markets fluctuating. I mean, everything really has a cost. And I think the secret for savers is to figure out as best we can, and this is a moving target. And believe me, I haven't perfected this myself. I mean, if, I, if I'd perfected this, I probably wouldn't be doing this radio show with you two guys today. I guess I'd just be <laughs> remotely down on a beach kind of talking somewhere. to the world yeah. Yeah, about everything. But anyway, is that there's always a cost to everything. And the, the goal of savers is, as best you can, try not to risk as much money as you can and try to keep those costs down. Now, we want to get over now, I'll kind of turn a little of this over to Trey and what you've learned about the solution that years ago I saw to these darn bond prices and stock prices, and although we still use stocks and bonds, is something called fixed annuities. So let me explain what a fixed annuity is, and then Trey, you kind of you kind of explain to people in our view, our listening audience here, the people that come in and get these annuities and see the game plan. How I guess even with mailbox money, how intrigued they are that nobody's ever talked to them about these products. So first of all, folks, the reason an insurance company can offer you a product called an annuity and not be subject, listen closely, to interest rate risk or stock market risk is because you are allowing them to kind of manage this pool of bonds. And these bonds are all over the place. As Wes mentioned, different maturity levels, different grades of bonds. But what happens is when they wrap those bonds up in something called an annuity, I call it an annuity wrapper, it takes away all the risk. Now, granted, you have to understand back to counting the cost, you say, well, Tony, how can they do that? Well, they know that they're going to have your money tied up if you take it out, and those are called penalties, and they range anywhere from three to 10 years. So back to that again, yeah, while you don't have any interest rate risk 
or stock market risk with a fixed annuity, you do have what we call surrender charge risk. So I just want to make sure I'm, I'm clear on that. So that's why you need an advisor that understands both the world of Wally World and those uh, products such as stocks, bonds, mutual funds, which we do, but also has a really good handle on fixed annuities to try to mitigate some of those risks that are out of our control. So Trey, and now that you have had a chance to work more and more with clients, you do a lot of uh, onboarding, but you also get to deliver the actual final product to the client. Speak to most people's reaction, and we're talking about savers here, to the idea of these annuities and how surprised they are that they're just not subject to risk and how that works in the, in the planning process. Yeah, back to the theme of the show that kind of steers that discussion is when they come in, they ask us, how much risk do I need to take in retirement? Good question. And yeah. So that's a question that they're afraid to ask. And why do you think that is? I think it's because they, they know the way they've saved has been within the 401k. So they've yeah. been taking risk. They've had to. That's yeah. the only option they have. There's no ability to put an annuity within a 401k plan. So the problem with that is they come to us, as uh, Wes just alluded to, we have to determine their risk tolerance and they don't know what that is. So mm. for us to be able to answer how much risk do I need to take with the answer of why take so much risk if you don't have to, that's where we enter into these annuity products. So the old pie chart, the stocks versus bonds, how much risk do you want to take as you get closer to retirement? The problem with that pie chart right now is that both sides are going down. Bond values. Now the and of the way Wall Street has always approached retirement, That's right? correct. Yeah, there's been this rule of 100. Now they changed it to the rule of 120. Where yeah, you, explain what that is. That's kind of funny. So if you subtract your age from 100 or 120, that's supposed to be your equity or stock exposure within your retirement savings So I'm, plan. I'm age 60. Let's go with this new rule of 120. And I don't know anything about risk and I don't know how much to put in the market. Explain what I'm supposed to, yeah. how much I'm supposed so to expose 60 to risk. 60 minus 60, you're supposed to put that 60 into 60%. Yeah. 60% of your value into stocks as a Approaching retirement, a lot of our retirees are 60, 65, wanting to retire. And if you have that much inequities, if we see another stock market correction, that is a lot of value loss that can't be made up in a matter of the time that you're probably planning to retire. So I had, I had a gentleman come in yesterday, he's going to roll over his 401k and he said, well, I want to think about it. We met a month or two ago. I said, that's fine. I'm not going to pressure anybody. But he came in, he said, I'm still going to roll this over. But he said, you know how much my, I've lost? And I think, I can't remember, Wes, it was, I don't know if you were in that meeting, but I think he had 370, it's down to 320. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's lost $50,000 in just a month and a half. And then, well, let me lead that with a question, because I'm sure you hear this. Then they say, well, it's now time to move it out. Right. And I'll say, can't tell you that. All I can tell you, and folks, listen, as we record the show in 2022, all I can tell you, I'm not saying this will happen, but in 2008, I saw this same thing play out. So in 2008, the market starts showing, gets jittery. Uh, back then, we were really heavily, pretty much most of what we did was annuities, so we had no risk. People were looking at these annuity products. Most people back then really didn't sell annuities. We were kind of on the forefront of all this stuff. And they would say, wait a minute, there's no risk there, but I don't want to get out of the market because it just dropped 10%. And, and that's logical when you think, Wes, I mean, sure. I'll wait for it to come back. The market yeah. usually doesn't drop that much. Well, they'd wait, and it dropped another 10%. And they're like, well, man, I really need to wait now. I'm like, okay, that's what you want to do. Again, I'm not going to tell people to sell their position. But again, this is what happened. Then over the next roughly year, some of the people that I'd met, well, some people had to go back to work. Their values had dropped as much as 50%. Mm -hmm. 
So the answer to that question, if you're listening to the show right now and you're, you're looking at your portfolio and your 401k, especially as Trey said, you're retired or nearing retirement, you know, do you need to stop the bleeding, cut your losses, and just get a different game plan? Well, the only way you'll know to do that, folks, is you got to get the game plan. And that's your problem. Most people I talk to that come into us and Trey and Wes, you see this, they have no game plan. Well, they got investments and they got stocks and bonds and maybe they bought annuities, but they have no game plan showing them how to use and enjoy this money, when to spend it, how not to run out of money, which is our role at Tony Walker Financial. So maybe that's you right now. Maybe you're sitting there saying, yeah, Tony, I got a lot of questions. And the first question I got, do I need to get out of this market and meet with somebody like you, a trained fiduciary that can help me not just invest the money, but do some planning, which to what I'd say, absolutely. That's all we do at Tony Walker Financial is help savers worry less about money. And here's how you can get started learning more about us at Tony Walker Financial. First of all, you can go to our website at TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Once there, just click on the Let's Get Started button. Uh, we could either meet in person if it warrants, or if you just want to start with our free 10-minute fiduciary phone call, we can do that. If you don't have access to the internet, or if you're riding down the road, please pull over before you write this number down. But our phone number, 877 499 9255, that's 877 walk And gentlemen, I thought this might happen. We are way out of time. So what I'm going to do, we're going to end this show today. But next week, folks, on the Worry-Free Retirement, I'm going to have Wes and Trey back in the office to continuing answering your questions, the ones you think are stupid, but are absolutely the right questions to be asking your advisor. I'm Tony Walker. You've been listening to the Worry-Free Retirement. You remember, between now and next week, you be worry-free.